<laughs> I can't get through that. I honestly cannot get through that. <laughs> Hello, this is Make It a Podcast. My name is Evan. I'm Katie. And Katie, guess what? It's not just the two of us this week. It's not. We are uh, joined by a very interesting guest. He is a film and musical fanatic. He's interviewed various stars in theatre and film, most notably Brianna Evigan from the Step Up franchise. He is the host of Worth Your Time with William on YouTube and Movies with William on TikTok. He is William Budd. Welcome. Hi, everybody. How are you? <laughs> it's really good to be here. Yes. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I am Rose. As our listeners probably know, I just can't deal with the heat. Yeah. And it's very warm over here at the minute, and I'm not it's okay with it. Warm here too, absolutely. Very yeah. warm. But yeah, um this is my first ever podcast that I've ever done. So wow. I feel very I feel like amazing. I feel like yeah, it's good. No, we're yeah, honored to have weird. you on here. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, what's Katie, what's going on with you? Tell it, tell us. Um, I actually just um, accepted a college course today, which is exciting. Oh, brilliant. So, yeah, I was meant to do a different course. And then because I thought I wasn't going to get this course and she rang me today and she was like, offered it to me on the spot. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. So, yeah, I'm going to college, hopefully in the near future for sports, which is so strange to me because she was like oh like you never know what's gonna happen in life and I was like well yeah like I have a degree in theatre and now I'm going to do a sports degree so like I like I understand but yeah um other than that I'm still recovering from COVID still Still. I really oh dear I am absolutely exhausted I done like 15,000 steps yesterday which like equates to probably like like I would probably do that on a normal daily basis before I had gotten it and I was so tired last night I was like lying on the couch and I could barely breathe and I was like oh my god like this is insane so still recovering but other than that I'm good how are you? I um I just got my second vaccine today so I'm fully vaxxed now. <laughs> on like opposite ends of the spectrum. Absolutely okay he's like I'm recovering from COVID I'm like I'm vaxxed yeah no uh you know feeling a bit not woozy like I don't know my stomach's kind of acting up a bit but it was like that with the first one but I was fine anyway I've been drinking lots of water as recommended I can't drink alcohol for two to three days and I'm like okay that's a bit shit Um, yeah yeah I got told this by my nurse really yeah I don't know I said this to my friend I said this to my friend she was like I did not get that and she got her vaccine two days before me like Kevin like my boyfriend when he got his vaccine he went to the pub after about (laughs) Yeah, I'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> that was you ignore guidelines. Anyway, really, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Let's get to know you a little bit. Um, so hi everyone. So basically, as you mentioned, love movies, love musicals. Um, I've kind of been in the film industry in and out for maybe about five years now. I worked for a uh, a, a theatre company for two years in the social media division and then I transitioned to a small production company uh, advertising and production company for two years um, yeah I really enjoyed that and then I decided to create my own YouTube which is um, I've kind of neglected it as of recently which has been sad I've kind of got really busy with other things but um, yeah 
in short, I love movies, love musicals, and really excited to be talking to you guys today about that. Um, it's my passion in life. I love it. I love theatre and movies. And um, yeah, I just love it. I love storytelling and escapism. And yeah, that's a bit about me. And I'm old. I'm almost 30. So yeah. <laughs> Sorry to anyone old. You look younger than us. This, but... <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> How old is everyone here, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 25. I'm 24. Oh, you babies, you babies. <laughs> you do, you actually look younger than me. And I, I look kind of young as well. Okay. It's weird. <laughs> it's freaking me out. Everyone says that and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's good though, it is good. good thing. When I'm 40, I look 30. It's great. Yeah. You're going to age gracefully. I'll be fucking old and haggard. <laughs> when I was um, 21... I played a 14-year-old in a play and both of my parents were younger than me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like my claim Mad. too. I'm like, yes. Okay. Love it. <laughs> but anyway, so will we get on to what we're talking about this week? Yeah, let's set sail. Let's set <laughs> So this week we're going to be talking about one of the most iconic ships of all time. Now, not Larry Stylinson, but yes, you have guessed it, the Titanic. So Evan, what's your history with the Titanic? Larry Stylinson was fucking guys. <laughs> I know, I think he's gotten hate that right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my history with Titanic, I was not on it, surprisingly. Um <laughs> You'd be surprised to hear. Uh, so my history with the movie Titanic, it, it was one of those like VHS films. Like um, when I think like VHS films, I think like Titanic, Toy Story, Mulan, also mm. Rugrats in Paris. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just watched, I just grew up watching it and loved it. And then um, I've seen it, I don't know how many times. Yeah, mm. I just grew up with it, I guess. What about you, Katie? Yeah, mine, like, I don't know, that's it, it's the same premise, like, I've grown up with it, Um, I remember always watching it around Christmas time, which is strange, Um, so I always kind of, like, link it with Christmas, but other than that, the exact same, it's just one of those things that, like, the VHS was always in the sitting room, was always in the cabinet, like, you always just seen it everywhere, and yeah, other than that, like, no nothing too special like you know some people are like they love it and they've watched it like 200 times probably like you Evan I feel like I've watched it about 10 times but I do I do like it how about you William so Titanic is my favorite movie of all time I love this film again like you guys had it on VHS I think this was the first film that I watched and it actually made me appreciate cinema even when I was like when it came out when I was six years old and I remember being so um uh moved by it and so engaged by it and mm. that was from a young age and all throughout my life I've loved it I saw it actually in December of last year um when they re-released it in cinemas and then I saw it in 3D I think about five years ago so I've been able to re-watch it in cinemas and obviously in VHS DVD and yeah, yeah I love it love it so so much it is it is a good film like it's a great piece of cinema yeah, well, you know what we're going to do? Uh, we're going to recap it. So yeah. let's set sail. I used that <laughs> one before. I'm going to use it again. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we open with uh, what I'm going to call deep sea explorers. Does anyone know the proper term for them? What? Yeah. 
What's the proper term? Are they just deep sea explorers? I don't know. Oh, the yeah. people that find the boat at the yeah. Yeah. Okay. We open with deep sea explorers looking for the Titanic. Um, and they're also shooting a documentary as well. So using technology of some sort, they explore the ship, and after much searching, they discover a safe. And inside the safe, uh, there is a, a drawing of a girl. Uh, she is nude and wearing a necklace. Uh, we cut to an old woman doing pottery in her house and she sees nudes, news footage of this picture. Um, she calls Brock, who's the, who's the guy that's making the documentary, and the woman's name is Rose Calvert. Um, she wants to know if they found it and, and she reveals that she is the woman in the picture. So Rose flies out, uh, but they're sceptical that she might actually not be the woman in the picture. Uh, Rose arrives with her granddaughter, they're getting settled. Brock asks if she needs anything, and she says that she wants to see the drawing. So we get a little history of uh, the necklace. It is known as the Heart of the Ocean. They recover some old artifacts, and Rose holds up an old mirror that used to belong to her. So one of the team members uh, shows Rose a simulated analysis of how exactly the ship went down. Rose looks at the footage, and the memories come flooding back, and then Rose begins to tell her story. So then we flash back to Belfast in 1912. The Titanic is about to set sail. We see a young Rose get out of a car and we know that she is very much a wealthy woman. She's with her mother, Ruth, and her fiancé, Cal. Rose uh, boards the ship and we get a narration that she is being forced to go back to America. Uh, in a bar across the way, Jack uh, is playing poker. He's playing in a poker game. Uh, Jack wins uh, Titanic tickets. Titanic tickets, I can't speak. Mm. And rushes to make it to the ship, <laughs> as always. Uh, Jack and his friend, whose name has just escaped me, even though I wrote it down, uh, make it onto the Titanic and a set sail. We see Jack on the bottom deck with the poor people, and Rose is in first class. So the captain gives orders. Uh, we see the engine and the boiler room. Jack and his friend are at the front of the ship and they are mesmerized. And this is where we get the iconic King of the World moment. Rose is sitting with her mom, uh, Cal, and two other people called Margaret Brown and Thomas Andrews. She lights up a cigarette. Her mother says she doesn't like that and her fiancé puts it out. Then they get into a discussion about the ship. Rose suggests to Mr. Ismay uh, that he read up on Freud, which makes uh, Mrs. Brown and Mr. Andrews laugh. Rose's mother has a has a part of sorry, what? Rose's mother has a part <laughs> has a pop at her and she leaves. Why did I write that down? Jack talks to Tommy Ryan and Tommy asks him if he's got if he makes any money with his drawings. Jack sees Rose for the first time and Tommy tells him he has absolutely no chance. Cal comes out to talk to Rose. Rose is absolutely miserable and and is running to throw herself off the ship. Jack sees her and tells her not to jump. Rose threatens to let go. Jack doesn't believe her. He tells her how cold the water is. He tries to get her uh, over the ship and she slips. He pulls her up and, and security show up and put him in handcuffs. So Cal threatens Jack and Rose explains it was all an accident. So Cal wants to pay Jack $20, but Rose insists that he do something a bit more. So Cal invites Jack to dinner. Jack accepts the invitation. 
Uh, in her room, Cal gifts Rose the Heart of the Ocean necklace. He puts it on her neck. The next day, Jack and Rose are walking and they're getting to know each other a little bit. Rose shares her feelings of loneliness with Jack and Jack asks, does she love Cal? Rose bids him a goodbye but doesn't leave. She tells him to leave. Rose looks at Jack's drawings and notices uh, it's pictures of women. Uh, she tells him he has a gift and sees people. Uh, Miss Brown runs into Rose's mother and friends and they are trying to get away from her, but she insists that they join them. Uh, the captain tells Mr. Ismay they're making good time and to turn the engines up. It's sunset. Jack and Rose are still talking and have ambitious ambitions to visit the Santa Monica Pier. Jack teaches Rose how to spit. Rose's mother spots him and she is introduced to Jack. Miss Brown uh, warns Jack about the dinner he is going to. She gets him all suited up and Jack heads to dinner. He is figuring out how to conduct himself. Uh, Ruth and Cal come down together. Rose comes shortly behind and Jack is taken by her. Cal tells Jack he could uh, almost pass for a gentleman. Jack, uh, Rose tells Jack uh, on, she gives him the intel on who's who. Uh, Miss Brown shows up and gives Jack a final bit of advice. Jack's at the table, Jack's at the table and doesn't know which cutlery to use. So then Ruth questions Jack a little bit. She's interrogating him a little bit. Jack throws Cal a lighter and after his big speech, Jack decides he, to head back to his bunk. He hands Rose a note and she goes with him to hit the third class deck. So they're throwing a party. Rose is drinking beer and dancing and having a good time. Rose shows off her ballet skills. Cal and Rose are having breakfast the next morning. They argue over her behavior and he smashes up the place and tells her he, she will act as his wife should. So Ruth helps Rose with her uh, corset and tells her not to see Jack again. Um, we learned that she is marrying Cal due to uh, money issues. At a service, a church service, Jack goes to speak to Rose and gets told off by Lovejoy. He tries to pay Jack off, but Jack refuses. The captain uh, gets an ice warning and tells, Ro and tells Rose and Ruth the ship is speeding up. Rose finds... Uh, sorry, blank, blank there for a second. Rose finds a flaw in the amount of lifeboats and passengers on board. There just isn't enough. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Jack finds Rose. He tells her she's amazing. She tells him she'll be fine. He, he leans in to kiss her, but she tells him to leave her alone. Uh, Rose is still miserable. She finds Jack at the front of the ship. She's changed her mind. And this is when we get the uh, moment of the two of them at the front of the ship. That's very infamous. So... Yes. They kiss and we cut back to present day. And that was the last time the Titanic saw daylight. So back to 1912, Rose shows Jack her bunk or her cabin. Uh, Jack sees the diamond. Rose wants her to, to be drawn wearing the necklace and only the necklace. Rose disrobes and lies on the couch and he starts drawing her. We cut back to present day and Rose describes it as the most erotic moment of her life. They want to know uh, what happens next. Uh, so we flash back. Cal is looking for Rose. The captain gives orders to maintain speed. 
Lovejoy enters Rose's suite looking for her looking for her and Jack run off. Uh, they hop in a lift. Rose gives uh, Lovejoy the finger. Rose and Jack are running through the boiler room. They head to a part of the ship that has... <clears throat> Sorry, they hop in the back of a car and have a, have a great old time. Let's just say that. Mm. <laughs> Outside, it's getting colder, uh, but for them, it's heating up, you know? Mm. People are looking for Jack and Rose. Cal realizes they're together. Uh, two ship workers spot an iceberg ahead. They're attempting to redirect the ship, but uh, but the ship ends up crashing. So the captain is trying to figure out what to do. Uh, in third class, it's flooding. Uh, in first, they're being told not to worry. Outside, people are playing with ice. Rose and Jack are going to inform Ruth and Cal of the what just happened. They walk in and the guards uh, grab Jack. They find a necklace on Jack. Jack says he didn't steal it, though. Thomas Andrews informs the captain of the Titanic will sink. So the captain orders uh, passengers to head to the lifeboats. First class passengers are preparing for an emergency. Rose sees Mr. Andrews and tells her the ship will sink. Jack gets handcuffed to a pipe uh, with Lovejoy watching him. And then Lovejoy just leaves him there. So women and children are being led on the lifeboats first. Uh, the band begin to play and keep uh, to keep everyone calm. On the bottom floor, they're being handed life jackets, but are not being let up. Uh, Jack is downstairs and Lovejoy tells him the boat will sink. Ruth asks if the lifeboats are seated according to class and Rose tells her to shut up. Rose uh, tells her half the people are going to die and Cal says the better half. Rose says goodbye uh, to, and goes to Jack and she spits in Cal's face. So Jack uh, searches for people to let him, he's shouting for people to hear him to let him out. Rose asks where Jack has been taken. Rose runs to the lift. She gets told that they're closed and she demands that they go down. The lift fills with water. Rose gets out to find Jack. Rose finds Jack and she looks for a key. Rose goes to look for help, but has uh, no luck. So a ship worker finds Rose and tries to get her out of there and she punches him. Rose finds an axe and uh, goes back to Jack. She frees him. Uh, they go to leave, but Jack says they have to look for another way out. The boat is slowly sinking. Cal gets informed of a boat letting men on. Jack and Rose uh, found a way out of there. Third class uh, women are being let out and this causes a riot. Tommy sees Jack. Jack demands they open the gate and he he shuts it. Uh, Tommy and Jack charge the gate and break it down. Rose and Jack run out, run to a boat. The band continues to play. Cal bribes Mr. Murdoch. Uh, Cal doesn't get on the boat. Mr. Ismay uh, sneaks onto a boat. Rose says she's not leaving without Jack. Jack tells her to get on and Cal shows up. Cal gives Rose his jacket. Cal tells her he will get on, get, get Jack onto a boat. Cal says Jack won't be getting on any boat and Cal wins one way or another. So the boat's being lowered with Rose in it. Rose jumps back onto the Titanic uh, just to be with Jack. So they reunite and they kiss a lot. Uh, Cal sees this and gets 
pulled away by Lovejoy. And then he pulls a gun out of Lovejoy's pocket and aims for Jack. So they run away. Carl follows and uh, he runs out of bullets. Carl realizes that he left the diamond in the coat and Rose is wearing the coat. So uh, Jack and Rose spot a child and take it to safety. Uh, things are just getting worse. The child's father shows up and there are doors that are filling with water, but they bust open. Uh, they are trapped and a man tries to rescue them, but he loses the keys. Uh, Jack goes under the water to find the keys and after much effort, he unlocks the gates. Uh, they're trying to get people off the ship. Cal spots a crying child ahead. Passengers are being held at gunpoint. Uh, Murdoch throws Cal's money in his face. Tommy ends up getting shot and then Murdoch kills himself. Cal grabs the child. He gets on a boat. Rose and Jack run, run into Mr. Andrews and he gives her a life jacket. The captain refuses a life vest and heads to the, we the steering wheel room and closes the door. The band stop playing, but then they play a little bit more. So we get a montage of last moments for a lot of the passengers. The boat continues to sink. Everyone runs for safety. The captain dies. Uh, Cal climbs up on a rope. Rose and Jack run to safety. One of the funnels uh, breaks and falls on top of Jack's friend. Jack and Rose uh, run through the crowd. The ship is still sinking. Jack and Rose are reminded of where they met. Time and a place, Rose. Uh, people are jumping off. Um, Ruth and the other first class passengers can't believe their eyes. The ship breaks in half. People are... Uh, People are falling off the boat. Uh, Jack climbs to the front of the boat. Uh, so this is when the boat sinks. The boat finally goes under. Rose loses Jack briefly in the ocean. Some guy tries to drown Rose and Jack finds her and he hits the guy. Jack finds a door and tells Rose to get on top of it. Jack swims to face Rose. A ship employee uh, blows his whistle. Jack is reassuring Rose people will come for them. So Miss Brown tries to go back for them, but no one is taking her side. They prepare to go back for the people. Rose tells Jack she loves him and he tells her not to say goodbye. Jack tells her she is not dying. She's going to go on and have a great life and going to die old in her bed. She tells him she'll never let go. A boat shows up and presumes they're all dead. Uh, Rose is lying on the door and singing Jack's song that he sang to her when they're at the front of the boat. Um, Rose spots the boat and calls to calls Jack. Jack has frozen to death at this point. Rose call, calls for the boat to come back. Rose holds on to Jack's hand and she uh, he then drowns. Uh, she gets off the she gets off the door and blows a whistle from uh, one of the bodies floating around her. They hear her and they rescue her. So we go back to present day. Rose tells them that six people out of 1,500 were saved. Uh, we go back to 1912. Rose is safe and on a, a ship. Rose is under a blanket and spots Cal. That was the last time she uh, had ever seen him. She arrives in New York. An employee uh, asks her what her name is, and she says it's Rose Dawson. Rose has uh, never spoken of Jack until that very moment. Brock reveals they never found the heart of the ocean. So later that night, 
Rose goes to the front of the ship. She gets on the ledge and she is holding the Heart of the Ocean necklace. She had it all this time. She throws it in the ocean. Rose goes to sleep that night. Rose dies old in her bed. And uh, in a sequence, Rose is reunited with Jack and is surrounded by all the passengers that passed away on the Titanic. And that is the end of the film. Yes, it is. Oh, it's so nice, like, hearing it all. It's, that, was like a, that was like a bedtime story. These <laughs> <laughs> are honest. No, I love that about the recap, because I'm like, it just reminds me, uh, you don't know me, but my head is just, it's like a sieve, honestly. Like, I, I could watch that two hours ago, and I would have been like, oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. love the recap. Yeah, so, let's get into your discussion. Yeah. Um, Kyle was... Pal was just a bit of a snake, wasn't he? Oh, he was yeah. shed. <laughs> he was a wrong end, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. Um, but yeah, where do you want to start, Evan? Oh my god, I mean, it's looks just the look of it is just absolutely gorgeous. Like it's yeah. a film from 1997. It looks like it could still be made today. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. It, I feel like it was ahead of its time, and it really paved the way for a lot of cinema as well like especially the costumes and this set and you know everything was really really beautiful um but yeah yeah the attention to detail was pretty in- insane like i i couldn't even imagine how painstaking it must have been to make the sets and the costumes and everything yeah. so real i know that james cameron was a real like well, we could probably get into this later, but he was a bit of a bully with the way he works. So I can imagine he was so, um, I don't know, vigilant on how everything looks. Yeah, and um, particular, yeah. Yeah, meticulous. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's a stunning film. It is, even now, even the shots of like them just talking on the boat when it's like, when it's sunny, even that, like every every shot looks looks really well put together, absolutely. Yeah, no, it does. And um, like like I said, even the soundtrack, the song still to this day, somebody hears it and they're like, oh, Titanic. You know what I mean? Mm. Absolutely. Um, other than that, though, like it, it's a bit of a traumatic film to watch as a child. And it all came into all of our lives when we were children. <laughs> I think about it like it was actually it was pretty traumatic. Like it was. um, What's the word like? uh. Yeah, like just the, yeah. the scenes of like the downstairs filling with the water and like all the kids and all. I was like, oh my God. Mm, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> now I look back, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> makes all, it all makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's dark. Like it's dark. It doesn't um, shy from the atrocities of what happened that day. But do you know what? I think because that event was such a... Uh, I, I, there was a special word that I used. Um, there was a word uh, cataclysmic. You know, it's such a cataclysmic event that mm. it makes it ever more interesting that that actually happened. Like this, yeah. this, this thing actually. You know, this is not. You know, it happened. But that's the so, thing. You watch it and you think it's all fake. Like you think it's fiction, and then you actually have to sit there and go, no. Like this was people's lives. Like this is how people. Yeah. lost their family members like they got onto a boat and they just never got off of it like i'm yeah. just surprised we don't all have trauma after watching <laughs> yeah exactly literally every time i got on a boat 
I'm like, hmm, could this be, could this happen to me? Yeah. Do you ever get that when you're on a boat or even a plane? I'm like, a oh plane. no. Yeah, like, not a boat, but like even, I feel like it was that film that makes me think that, even though yeah. it was set on a boat. But um, yeah, uh, and the casting was very good as well. The casting was yeah. impeccable, I think, to be fair. Absolutely. I think the thing I've, I've actually just rewatched it and I think I don't think it would have worked if as well if Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio weren't in it I yeah. do think it's interesting because rewatching it their romance actually is kind of separate from the disaster it's like two yeah. different films in one yeah and I don't think the film would have been as successful without them being so compelling and so uh, rich as a, as an as a non-screen couple. What yeah, do you guys no, think? I definitely agree with that. Like, I can't see anybody else. You know the way you watch a film and you're like, oh, like that was a that was a weird cast, and like I probably would have put this person in it. Like, I will never watch that film and be like, like when I'm watching that film, I'm like, that's Rose, that's Jack. I'm not like that's Leonardo DiCaprio and that's Kate Winslet. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, forever they will be those characters to me. Like, yeah. In the way that like Jennifer Anderson's always going to be Rachel to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even though she's played so many other characters, like she will always be that and they will always be that for me. Mm. Yeah. Those are all great points. I agree with everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like waiting for you to say something. I was like, you you gotta add, no, you gotta no. add anything to this. <laughs> no, no. No, he's all these are smarter than me, so it's fine. I I think that they secret, like, I feel like they have a love-hate relationship with this film, Kate Winslet and Leo. I reckon they're like, oh yeah, we love it because it it literally ignited their careers. But I reckon on like they're probably just like really. It was the best thing that could have ever happened to them simultaneously. Also, being the most annoying thing because it's all anybody ever wants to talk about to them. Yeah. Yeah. And we're probably going to talk about this later with the reaction of it. But this this movie was like the movie. This was the movie in like 1998, I believe it came out. Like this is yeah. a pop culture phenomenon, phenomenon. like yeah. crazy. And the last that lasted for years and years, I think, like yeah. for a long time. It was the film. It was the talk of everything kind of in the movie industry. But um, yeah. And they can never replicate it. They can never replicate it after that. No, no. they'll never get a, a what, what's the word? Like a, a memoir film quite like it ever again. Like, and they try and they just don't do it. Like it was, it was one of its kind. Absolutely. Yeah. And without James Cameron, there would be no Titanic. He is, it is James Cameron. Like yeah. he, without his, determination mm -hmm. um and without his drive and like blood sweat tears passion it wouldn't have happened and that's why these things are so rare um it's pretty wild and obviously i don't know if you guys know the history you probably do because you're pop culture nerds like me but basically with this film they 20th century fox financed it produced it everything yeah and then it got i think they got about halfway through and they needed additional money they needed additional finances to I think it was the special effects like they, they just hadn't they hadn't done the maths and they were like yeah. oh no what we're we gonna do so Paramount came in and, and became a co 
it became a co-production between the two. And I think I think Paramount got um, the distribution rights for Europe. Okay. So that's how, I mean, if this had flopped, this would have been like a $200 million loss, which doesn't sound that much now, but back then that would have, that would have been disastrous. And of course it didn't happen. It was a huge success, so. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I actually didn't know that, which is funny enough. You said we're pop culture nerds. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we started this, because Evan is, and I'm just like, yeah. Okay. Ah. <laughs> uh, to be fair though, like when you watch a movie and you see, oh, 20th Century Fox and Paramount, you probably, you know, not everybody knows that, I guess. So yeah, yeah no, it's a nice yeah. little, a nice little, little uh, anecdote. <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> I also can't speak half the time as well. You're good. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But I'm just weird. Like I've read, I've read like books about this. I read books about James Cameron. I've read a book about Sherry Langsing, who was the, um, she was the head of Paramount at the time. And basically she, she was the one who was like, I, I, thing. Um, but James Cameron was, I, I, I simultaneously love James Cameron, but I'm simultaneously terrified yeah. of him. Like he is, yeah, I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of him. I've heard some pretty, pretty scary stories from him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, see, I don't know too much about that. I'm just like, oh, great movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, he got, basically he got what he needed to get, but like he would, he would shout, he would shout at the cast and crew and like, Obviously, I think he put his own money into it as well. So um, I remember an interview with him and he basically said, I'm not, even if this film does well, I'm not going to make any money from it. He made like zero money from it because I don't quite know the ins and outs, but he basically was like, it was a passion project of his and at any cost he was going to make it. Um, It didn't matter to him, like the money that he spent or the money that it made, he just wanted to make it and get his vision realised kind of probably. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. That's cool to know, but like then for us to be sitting here, like how many years later talking about it yeah, on a podcast, you know, which wasn't even a a notion back then and now. Well, what do you guys think? Because I, I think now Titanic has become a bit of a joke. Like it has yeah. become a meme. A meme. Very much so, yeah. Which I hate. I hate because like I'm almost afraid to tell people that my favorite movie is Titanic because <laughs> oh, it's over sentimental or it's like, you know, oh it's yeah. it's become a bit of a joke. And yeah. listen, this one best picture, this won all of the big Oscars at the time. Mm. Like this was a respected film and now and now not so it's, much. like the thing is it's just because it's because of the internet and it's because of trolls and I see the meme worthiness of it but I'm also like it's too much of a I don't know like I think I really like Titanic because I know it's Irish you know what I mean yeah yeah that's why I like it and it's really patriotic like for me but I feel like America nothing to do with it really do you know what I mean so they're just like let's criticize this to bits whereas we all kind of would have more of a um what's the word like like a history with it 
yeah like a small bit of history or like we would recognize things about it more than they would so twitter it's all twitter to be a fair twitter is such a toxic place yeah. oh it is i just think it's sad i think it's like too i think it's sad that a film that so many people love and get so much out of has become not so much a joke but just that oh titanic it's kind of become somewhat taboo i think within the film world yeah what do you guys yeah. think yeah no it gets slagged to bits all the time and i don't know i just think it's an it's an unnecessary thing really because it is a beautiful film and a beautiful story so i think because the film is so unapologetically um what's the word i'm looking for not emotional but um yeah emotional it's very very yeah. emotional and it's unapologetic it's unapologetic so i think that it has that like stigma of making you cry or oh it's just about romance or it's just mm-hmm. about you know oh rose and jack and yeah it's be- it's almost become a thing separate to what it actually is it's become a pop culture um not joke but it's been it's been mimicked and it's been yeah. um it's been uh parodied mm. so much oh, to bits parody to bits like everyone mm. always even the whole thing of like um i'm flying and all like that has just in itself become its own like entity do you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and i feel like do you think some of it is to do with like the younger generation as well though and like they weren't maybe. introduced with the way we were like introduced to it maybe. but now it's a weird one to think about because i never really thought about that before i was just like oh yeah that's the thing that's titanic i know what that is and they're making a joke about it i think it speaks to the issue of modern cinema. So my issue with modern cinema is there are far too many prequels, sequels, remakes. Far I I love superhero films. Right? I like some superhero films, but there are too many. Yeah. I'm not really a yeah. fan of Marvel, really. Mm. Um, and I think we've become too negative or a bit too like, how do I like, yeah, a little bit. I don't know, like and anything that's like emotional or like, I don't know, I feel like we've become too snobby or a bit negative. Yeah, I feel that it's like, oh no, I'm not crying today. Like, let's not cry at that, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I, like, let's not feel our emotions kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, too sarcastic or too postmodern. I can't find the right words, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. I definitely agree with that. Um. Other than that, I don't really have much to say on this film, um, personally, but that's just me. Does yeah. it make you cry? Does I did cry today. Cry? I did, I was to say, I usually never cry at this film, it made me cry today, but then again, it just got me vaccine, so. <laughs> <laughs> it might have just been the vaccine. <laughs> I was just like, feeling things. Yeah, no, it does make me cry. But like, then again, that's not really hard to do, is it? No, no. <laughs> no. No, it makes me ugly cry, like really? ugly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so that I can only watch this movie like once a year. Okay. Like, because I, I, I love it the same so much. Now, once a year, like once in a blue moon. It yeah. takes it um, so much out of you, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But because I love it so much, I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to like overdo it. It's like a really yeah. special mm. thing. 
you know what I, I, always, done... I always forget that this film is three hours. Yeah, I, I always forget it's three hours. It doesn't feel like three hours to me, but. And it's that's how you can tell it's a good film because I can watch it. I struggle with hour and a half long films. I have to pause it like I'm really bad. Yeah. Like Kevin's trying to train it out with me now and I'm not even messing saying that. He's like, put your phone down. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. But, like, I could sit down and watch it and not a problem, you know, because it enthralled you. It really is. And that's how I can tell if a film's good, if I can watch it at home because I can watch anything in the cinema. But if I can watch a movie at home, it's good. It's tricky. The modern day use of TikTok, I think his Instagram, but TikTok in particular, has massively affected our attention spans, massively, especially yeah. at home. I oh, have God. no yeah. I like, about, it's about four seconds. Like, sometimes TikTok is too slow for me. I'm like, you're still talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I think with like modern work, because because mm. work is so busy, frantic, hectic, stressful, we it TikTok's great because it does provide you with that release of like okay, quickly watch something, and then you end up, then you end up spending two hours on it. Yeah. Um, but the issue with that is then it replaces traditional things like TV or film or stuff like that, yeah. um, which is sad. Or even even reading a reading a book, you know. Oh God, yeah. I was on yeah. thinking about that last night. I was talking about Jacqueline Wilson because she's like still one of my favorite authors. I just think she's great. But then I was like kind of sad. I was like, I used to be a bookworm when I was younger. I read like yeah. two a week nearly. And now I have a book sitting there that I started to, I tried to, I started to read a year ago mm. and I still haven't read it. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> anyway. Do you know what I'd recommend? What? I would recommend getting a Kindle. Oh, I have one. I love it. Yeah, it's great. I never thought I'd be a Kindle reader. I always was like, no, physical is always better. But actually, yeah. like, it, it works. And I, I read a lot more with a Kindle, strangely enough. So. It's so weird. That's like, this would be a whole other, like, topic for a genuine, <laughs> but I could sit here and talk about all all day because like I resonate with stuff like that so much but like that he said that to me last night he's like just get a kindle and I was like no but like now you're after saying it as well I'm like oh maybe yeah. I should they're really right. cheap as well they're like 50 quid and mm-hmm. yeah yeah 100% worth it off topic but definitely worth it <laughs> thank you right well let's get back onto the topic so I want to bring up the infamous door debate oh so in a 2014 episode of Mythbusters, the host of the show uh, used a door in water to see if Jack could actually would have been able to fit on the door. They used a life jacket, put it under the door, and 80% of the body was out of water. Uh, my heart will go on singer, uh, Celine Dion, shared her thoughts on this, saying, he doesn't need an invitation, claiming he didn't have the strength because he was frozen. Uh, Scream Queen star Kiki Palmer said that they could have taken turns. Scientist Neil deGrasse Tyson commented saying he should have tried more than once. And James Cameron has called the debate nothing but dumbass arguments. <laughs> so where do we stand on the door? <laughs> I'm kind of with James Cameron. I'm like, doesn't matter. Like, Yeah, it doesn't matter. Same, same. Yeah, I'm like, that's just where I stand on it. Because like that, he's like, why are you arguing over this? Like it's a film <laughs> yeah yeah listen if he if he lived would it have been as emotionally satisfying no no, 
No. They probably no, wouldn't. Have, they not. probably wouldn't have ended up together. Let's be real. Like, yeah. It's a holiday romance gone wrong. I'm sorry. I just need to say, it. as the greatest villain, it's a holiday romance gone wrong. It Completely was. disagree. No. Oh no! I'm sorry. No. <laughs> They were made for each other. We're getting into a debate now, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) But no, for the door, I I think because they were in such like freezing cold conditions Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. there was no real room for like discussion. Like it it was just like, okay, we tried it. I don't think we can try it again. I don't know. I think it would have been so horrifically cold that I think it would have been like, I'm not going to risk it and break this door potentially. You yeah. have it. Um, yeah, Jack was just the best. I love Jack. I do. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of get that because I'm like, that just kind of shows his love. He's like, he's willing to give it up for her to be safe and yeah. for her to potentially get onto a boat and live the rest of her life. As he said, like, you're going to die in your bed, you know, you're not going to die here, in other words. So I get it. But, um, I mean, coming from like a science standpoint, yes, he could have. Coming from a film standpoint, I'm like, no. it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. But like, again, that was horrific seeing him freeze to death. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm. A bit horrific, already. Sure but then when, but then it's so sad when he falls in the sea, and then yeah, oh man, so I know. sad. Like it actually, <laughs> even think about it now, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's like kind of making me like tear up a little bit. Exactly, yeah, same. Okay, yeah. so that's all I agree. Um, yeah, I feel like we're all on the same page with that one, yeah, definitely. Stupid argument to have. Um, so I have a personal theory about Titanic that links a few movies and a music video with Titanic. Um, <laughs> let's get into it. So the theory begins with the movie Frozen. Uh, Elsa in her <laughs> We've all made the same thing. <laughs> Elsa in her icy rage whilst climbing up that mountain singing Let It Go uh, created the iceberg that sank the Titanic. <laughs> but the, <laughs> the Titanic sinks to the bottom of the ocean and um Due to her endless collection of fancy crap, Ariel, aka the Little Mermaid, found uh, the heart of the ocean and kept it. <laughs> so when a- <laughs> when a- when Ariel uh, marries Eric, obviously she takes a lot of the stuff with her, um, including the heart of the ocean necklace. So at a lavish party at Eric's castle, uh, someone steals the necklace. The culprit is an astronaut who journeyed to Mars and was reunited with his love, Britney Spears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is proven in the song Oops I Did It Again from a, the album of the same name where Brittany thought the old lady dropped it into the ocean in the end Brittany uh, takes the necklace but returns uh, to Earth but accidentally leaves it there where Mark Watney aka Matt Damon in The Martian found it and brought it back so he has it right now okay. How do you guys feel? <laughs> I mean Disney owned Fox, so I mean, this could happen. This actually could happen. They could make, like, this is a real theory right now. I just wasn't expecting that, to be honest. All week he was like, yeah, my theory, my theory. I was like, okay. I'm sorry, that is foolproof. Can I just say? That's like saying that um, 
another way they talk about Frozen and they're saying that Anna and Elsa's parents are actually Tarzan's parents. Yeah. That's like the same yeah. thing. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Like, it's fun to think about. I like it. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. I worked very hard on that. If I stretch it out, I could probably fit Moana <laughs> in there. Uh, you probably could have fit Moana in there now. <laughs> I think for me, like Disney, Frozen, and and Titanic are like two different worlds that I on I literally can't connect. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, considering one is animated medium. <laughs> yeah. Other. Okay. Look, there's a thing as a there's a thing called a multiverse, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but did you see that meme though? And it was like, yeah. Uh, Titanic 2 was about to set sail, but it's okay because we've melted all the icebergs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit dark, but like dark. Dark. True. True. <laughs> it true. is true. It's so true. I was like, oh well, you know. That's true. Sad okay. but true. Okay, it so is. I want to talk about the like the success of Titanic. Mm-hmm. Uh it's very successful. Uh- <laughs> was it? I have no idea. Yeah. Titanic <laughs> has an 89% Rotten Tomato score, which, Katie, what does that mean on here? It was higher than rent. <laughs> <laughs> Titanic has grossed over $2 billion worldwide to this day, and it was the highest grossing movie of all time up until 2009. Then James Cameron brought out Avatar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Titanic has won four Golden Globes, 11 Academy Awards. The music picked up four Grammy Awards. The soundtrack became the best thing, soundtrack of 1998. Uh Titanic has been referenced in many shows and movies such as Modern Family, Friends, The Simpsons, Futurama, as well as a string of others. In 2012, Titanic was re-released in 3D for the 100th anniversary of the ship setting sail. In 2017, the film got a special 20th anniversary Blu-ray release. And Titanic is also adapted into a live musical. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I There I was, like, yeah, five years ago, I watched it in 3D. It was actually 10 years ago. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Hmm. How time fly flies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that just speaks to the legacy of the the film. Like, people still are hungry for it. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it will live on forever and ever. I think. I do too. I think it's one of them things that will never die. It's kind of like I don't know, like Gone with the Wind or Sound of Music. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. still prevalent and people will still know exactly what you're talking about. They won't be like, what's that one again? They'll be like, oh, yeah, exactly. Straight mm. off the bat. Like. I think, obviously, with the Avengers Endgame, I think, is that number one now? I think that might be number one global. Yeah, um, I think so. Yes, yes. I'm just, I, it's interesting because... Will there be any more, especially post-COVID, two to three billion dollar movies? I, I'm interested by that, especially with the streaming, yeah. with streaming day and date release as we see it now. Um, we never may, we may never get another two to three billion dollar film. It's an interesting yeah. one. Yeah, and the one that like it want to be a special one if it is going to be, if you know what that. Like that makes no sense. I actually didn't. No, even I know. No, no it does make sense. Yeah. I think I just glitched, but yeah, like it would <laughs> want to be like another Titanic, which I don't think will happen. You want to be on the same no. scale, you know? Yeah. No. Even Endgame, which was 
an accumulation of 15, 12 years of, 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 you know, films. I mean, yeah. that's a hard one to master, to do, to replicate. Yeah. yeah. And I think movie going audiences now have so much choice so much to there's gamers there's tv there's streaming netflix yeah. I, I blame netflix netflix to be honest yeah i do as what great as, as it is yeah from a cinema from a cinema going perspective like oh, yeah yeah it's it's changed to that big time yeah i want to ask you guys actually because is there another film that has the quality the detail the budget well, not no, not so much the budget, but the mm. detail and the the wow factor, like Titanic, in in recent memory. That's a hard question. I mean, I think it's no. I, I don't. I, so. Yeah, I would say no as well because every time I watch this, I feel like I'm watching it for the first time and I'm just blown away. Yeah. Like I have films that I do like more than I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But <laughs> from the perspective of the question that you asked about, like budget impact like legacy legacy yeah yeah no yeah not with the and same that's the thing like yeah. films on netflix i know i sound like a snob but like a lot of the films on netflix just don't have that like that glean or that um mm. that look or or a lot of them are disposable a yeah, lot most of them are shy. netflix yeah most of them are shy exactly yeah, i was gonna use the word throwaway they're throwaway films they're films yeah. there you watch them once and you don't watch them again whereas as you said you'll watch titanic once a year mm. you know you'll go back to it always you'll go back to it whereas like i don't know whatever is on netflix at the minute you'll watch it once and you'll forget it was a film until somebody brings it up and then you're like oh yeah i watched that once it was all right like yeah mm. but because so many people watch Netflix and and obviously it's a lot safer to watch Netflix at the moment yeah um yeah. a lot of people are watching not so much good stuff for me I just see the future the future of cinema um and it yeah sad. it's a worry it's a worry for sure definitely now even like as my cousin worked in the cinema for years and it, she was saying the same like it's just not the same as when we were younger like, you know, something would be coming out of cinema and you'd be like, oh my God, I have to see that in cinema. But now you're like, oh, well, it'll be out on whatever, like, streaming platform yeah. in six months. So it's grand. I'll just wait. I mean, they've even reduced that now. I think it's a 45-day window now. Yeah. Which yeah. is something they never used to do. It used to be, like, three months minimum. And now it's 45 days. That's crazy. Which like. is wild. Yeah, they need to change something about that or else it will dwindle. Like, they need to make it longer so people will want to go and see the films, I think, personally. It's so tricky. I think once the genie is out the bottle, I don't know how they're going to make it yeah. what it was before. I really don't know. Um, Post-COVID, obviously, everything's changed in our world pretty much. So it's like, it's a tricky one. How are they going to adapt to it, like? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like even I went to the cinema two days ago and there was no cashiers anymore. Mm, it was yeah. just all, you just go in and you take it from the machine. And I was like, oh my God. And then I was like, oh, I just didn't like it. I was like, oh, it's not the same. It's really, really not the same. No, for sure. Yeah. I'm neat way. Um, do you have anything else to say on the success of Titanic, Evan? No, 
but you know what it is time for. Ooh. Katie's well, favorite part of the show. It's a bit of a pop quiz. So obviously this week's a bit different because now we have a guest. So I'm just before we start the pop quiz, I'm get you to make your buzzer noise. So Katie, give me your buzzer noise. Um, that's my buzzer noise. William, what's your buzzer noise? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, I don't think I have one. I'll, I'll try. I'll try one. Okay. No, I can. I actually don't think I well, can. You can just do need, like. Do I need one? Just say your name. Just say your name. You can do that. Just say your name. Or say me. Can I find or one on YouTube really quickly? Yeah. Just like a buzzer noise. Yeah, sure. Wait, don't blow my ears out, right? <laughs> I won't. I'll make it really, really quiet. Okay. <laughs> okay. That Is that all right? Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, great. Okay, I've got it. I've are got we, it. Are we ready, kids? I'm oh. ready. I was born ready. Okay. Question one. Where did Jack grow up? <laughs> I know it. Oh, is it? Wait, wait. Do we have to? Is it just like we answer? Is it the first one to answer? Gets yeah, it? yeah. Chippewa Falls. Where is it? Where is where is Chippewa oh, Falls? Oh, uh, Wisconsin. That is correct. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, I'm really bad at these. By the way. <laughs> one point for William. So question two. Okay. Fabrizio, who is Jack's friend that I forgot the name of, but it's in my phone for some reason says he can see which famous New York City landmark when the ship sets sail. Statue of Liberty. No. <laughs> I'm going to guess. These are too easy. <laughs> they are for me, to be fair, and I still wouldn't have gotten either of those. So Okay. <laughs> Question three. Uh, what does old Rose say the Titanic was called? Ship of Dreams. I'm impressed. You're on it today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've seen but it too many times. He said it was his favourite film. Like. Yeah, you know, there we go. Question four, and this is multiple choice, okay? So answer after you have all choices. Rose admires the artwork of which famous painter? Da Vinci, Picasso, Monet, or Van Gogh? Picasso? Van Gogh. Picasso is the correct answer. I was just trying to be different. <laughs> Okay, this is another multiple choice and it's fill in the blank. I'd rather be his blank than your wife. Whore. Is it? <laughs> you didn't let me oh, sorry, I said it. Oh, no. Well, you got, you got it right anyway. I forgot, I forgot. I love this. I just wanted to say I'm the respect. word, really. Uh, so the, the options were mistress, queen, whore or lover, and it was whore. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll keep it shut. I'll keep no, it no, shut. you're no, fine. No, you're doing, you're doing amazing. Doing amazing, sweetie. Um... Question six. What French city are most of the girls in Jack's sketchbook from? Paris. That is correct. That's so generic. Like, they could have at least picked Nice or something. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> James Cameron. He's he's not... He. I was going to mention this to you guys. Like, he's not the best writer. Like, okay, he's yeah, actually that's true. not. That's true. He's good. Like, I, I think he's great. But, like, if you rewatch it, you're like, oh, well, like... That's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. Okay, question seven, and it's multiple choice, so I have to give all the choices before you actually answer. Okay, okay, got it. How many carrots was the heart of the ocean? 34, 12, 24, 56. Is it 24? No, Katie, do you want a chance to steal? 37. That was not an option, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> just what throwing was, them out there. What was the thirty option? Thirty-four. Yeah. Uh, it was fifty-six. Okay. <laughs> wow, it was a lot. Wow. Okay. Question eight. How many men were part of the band that played as the ship sank? Four? That's correct. I was going to say 16, so I just... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, question nine. What does Jack say he's... uh, Who does Jack say he's going to write a strong new worded letter to? The White Star Line. That is correct as well. Wow, I'm so impressed. (laughs) Question 10. Final question. In what year did Cal Hockley die? Oh, I'm going to venture a guess and say 38. No, maybe. No, it's less than that. No, no, no. It's less. It was the crash, the great crash. So maybe it was like 28. Katie, do you want to give an answer for this as well? No. You were close. It was 1929. Wow. I was a year off. I was a year off. Wow. I'd be like, no, I'm not even going to attempt because I'm going to be so off. Ah, see, I knew. I was like, yeah, it's the 30s. And I was like, no, it was the, the like recession of America. And then I was like, okay, late 20s. Okay. So next part, we are going to rate Titanic on our pop scale, rate it based, uh, out of five based on its place in pop culture and how much we love it. So William, I'm going to let you go first. I mean, it's obviously a five out of five for me. Love it. Without question. Katie, do you want to go next? Um, I'm, I think I'm going to give it like a four and a half. Just because like, as we said, it's so like prevalent still to this day. Um, but it's not my absolute favourite. It's very nostalgic. It gives me all the nostalgic vibes. And I like, I like, in, I enjoy watching it and stuff. But yeah, solid four and a half for me. What is your favourite film? Oh, see, now I'm not really good at answering this question either. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say Stepmom. <laughs> so, oh, like, I do like that movie. It, it's another, like, tearjerker. <laughs> I don't do you know, know that film. It no. has, um, what's her name? Susan Sarandon's in it, I think. Yeah, Susan Sarandon. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's a very, very good film. I just love it. It just... Oh, that that's my once a year film because I will sob and it will take everything out of me. Really, really kills me. But I do. I love that film. Susan Sarandon and Julia Roberts are great. Yeah, they they are great. A great team. I need yeah. to see that. I've never seen that. You should watch it. It's really good. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna give Titanic a big old five out of five because it's brilliant. It's gorgeous. I love it every time I watch it. I fall in love with it every time I watch it. So you know, can't help it. Love it. I'm glad you I'm glad you like it as well. I like I like it too. I feel like a Grinch now, but you are the Grinch, the Grinch of Titanic Pass, right? <laughs> Perfect. Right. Okay. So... Next part of the show is what's pop and we talk about uh what is what we are enjoying in terms of pop culture uh, at the moment. So Katie, I'll start with you. What's popping with you? What is popping with me this week? Uh, Gogglebox. I'm uh, re-watching it at the minute and I'm just loving it so much. Um, me and Kevin started watching it over the past few days 
and yeah like I said I find it hard to watch like things that are like over an hour long but I could watch five episodes of Gogglebox in one sitting I'm like this is nothing to me um but yeah that's what's popping with me this week other than that not much what about you okay for me um god still loving the mini project uh my literally started it a few days ago and I'm already on season three um what is it the mindy project oh I no. thought you said the minion project I was like what is that <laughs> <laughs> oh here if there's a reality show about minions hook that to my veins right also I saw <laughs> I saw the movie free guy and I liked the movie but I more so love the song from it which is fancy by Mariah Carey I've been listening to it all day so yeah. that's a classic yeah. so William what's popping with you um, I do you know what I loved the Suicide Squad. I absolutely loved it. I am also really enjoying Real Housewives at the moment. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, I love it. <laughs> you love it as well. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. I mean, it's probably my toxic trait because it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's not the best show in the world. But I mean, the whole Erica Girardi situation is wild and so interesting. Um, but I'm also really enjoying theatre at the moment as well. I went to London last week and I saw um, I saw Les Mis and I also saw the Tina Turner musical. Wow. Both really enjoyed them both. And obviously we've not been able to do that for like almost two years. So I'm, yeah. I'm loving that. But I'm not watching any series. Um, so I'm thinking about watching the white Lo- the white lotus. Um, that's heard- yeah, she checked it out as well. I've heard that's really good. Mm-hmm. I tried watching Nine Perfect Strangers and I I stopped watching after 20 minutes. I was like, this is just so bad. <laughs> um, are, you, are any of you guys watching that? No, I want to no. read the book no. of Nine Perfect Strangers before I actually watch it. So I'll get to it when yes. I when I get to it. The the show was really like a celebrity panda like. It was just, a sh- it just felt felt like a, you know, like the James Corden show where like they have all the celebrities and it's just yeah. like really vapid, yeah. really, really vapid. I was like, this just feels like just soulless. I didn't enjoy it at all. So I stopped watching that. Um, really quickly, who's your favorite housewife? My favorite, oh, I love that question. No one's ever asked me that question. Probably Lisa Vanderpump. Oh yes, classic. She's the I don't even Lisa. watch it. I don't even watch it. And I agree with that. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. She's great. And you know what? Everything. So she left a couple of years ago, two or three years ago. And you felt her absence quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and this whole drama with Erica. And I, I love Garcelle, actually. I love Garcelle. Sutton is very interesting. Um, she she she's a she's yeah, she's hit and miss, but Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is the the Beverly Hills now is much, much better than it used to be. But you know what? New York is terrible now. Oh, my gosh. Are any of you watching New York? I haven't seen the New York series now. I've seen Atlanta and Orange County. Okay. Yeah. New York is like taking a big... It used to be Beverly Hills was average and New York was amazing. And now it's just pendulum swung. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, Katie, where can people find us? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It a Popcast. And if you haven't already, you can follow us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Prime. What I may, I mess that one up every time. Amazon Music, Audible, and Podbean. Here we go. William, where can people find you? So if you want to follow me, if you want to follow me on social media, um, my my handle is William Bud three so that's two d's William Bud three 
you can also find me on TikTok uh, movies with William and you can also find me on YouTube called Worth Your Time with William um, yeah that's where you can find me okay so that concludes this week's episode on titanic uh make sure that everyone is staying safe get vaccinated and have a good week thanks for coming on william i've loved it i've really enjoyed it thanks so much for having me you're welcome bye